Washburn here. And that moment we've been waiting for has finally fucking arrived. Bossy Power Bottom Wear is now officially live on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com for purchase. Bossy Power Bottom Wear. The gay lifestyle and clothing line that unapologetically describes what it means to live your best gay life and show others through your clothing that you bottom like a boss. Want to know more? Go to RonnieWashburn.com now. That's R-A-O-N-I. Washburn.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom wear. The following is brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Uh, how many of my friends have I had sex with? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, let me think. Okay, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, oh yeah, there was, yeah, him too. And one, God, God, that's like, 1920 carry the one I've lived in the exact same apartment in the Castro district of San Francisco for the last oh shit I want to say like eight years yeah holy shit it's really been fucking eight years you know honestly I can't believe that I haven't killed my roommate in the last eight years But long story short, my roommate and I have been together for far too long now, and we've also been known to throw some of the most talked about and epic parties of all time in the Castro. You know, really just any excuse to like celebrate and throw a party for, I was all in. I love the idea of entertaining and getting groups of friends from different groups together and just having everybody introduce everybody to each other and just making new friendships. I just eat that shit up like no other. But on one of the final parties that we had pre-COVID, because we haven't really done any since the whole COVID nightmare occurred, I remember at one moment looking around in the full living room and just seeing all the boys who were participating and talking and getting to know each other and mingling and whatever and actually thinking to myself, holy fuck, I have actually slept with most of all of these guys in this room, most of the people that I consider to be my friends I've had sex with. And I wonder if any of them know that. But then I had to actually think to myself, is it normal for gays in today's gay society to actually sleep with their other gay friends? I mean, do you think that's normal? So sit back, relax, put on that condom or pop your prep pill and let's find out if it actually is normal to have sex with most of your gay friends. You are now listening to My Gay Expose Podcast, a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind. I'm Ronnie Washburn, a writer, LGBTQ plus community activist, self-proclaimed messy, 
loud-mouthed and somewhat semi-passable podcast host. Bopper sommelier, porn star, fluffer in training, and local San Francisco bossy power bottom that just so happens to be on the left of you on your grinder grid. And this is My Gay Expose Podcast. Ronnie Washburn here. And welcome back to the show that actually is your best friend that you've had sex with. My Gay Expose Podcast. And on this week's expose, we visit this entire notion of the normalcy, of what it means to actually have sex with your tight-knit close circle of friends. And is it normal? (laughs) But also, a little research that I'm doing for a later expose will be revealed later on in this week's episode that actually just blows my mind in regards to the idea and the notion that all of us in this San Francisco gay community are probably all just having sex with each other. And that whole notion of that gay blood brotherhood is a very fucking real thing. And I'll let you know exactly what it is that I'm talking about later on. And in the Your Gay Expose segment, I reached out to a few of my friends as well as you, the listeners, and asked each of them to pick their five closest friends and tell me how many of their five have they had sex with? But first, before we actually count out all of our friends with our fingers on one hand and determine which ones that we've had sex with. First, let's hop into this week's re-expose. Welcome to this week's re-expose. The segment in which I take the time to reassess, re-examine, re-explain, restart over, or just re-say shit that I said in past episodes that either you didn't fully understand, I didn't fully understand, I re-listened through and realized I needed to clarify just a little bit more, or you came for me and I felt like something that was said in the past needed to be readdressed, or I just re-listened through and was like, ah, fuck, what a goddamn mess. That definitely merits a (laughs) re-expose. Oh my God, you guys. Okay, so I get it. I understand. I know. You know, I have progressed so much further in my mindset and my state of mind and my relationship orientation, so to speak, in regards to what it means to actually date and be in relationships. And I've mentioned so many times on this show that I am open to the idea of potentially, eventually being in a polyamorous relationship. And so I I just have to say this, based on all of the feedback that I received from last week's expose, can you date? two guys at the same time where I actually talked about my little story from way back. I think it was like fucking 2016 or 2017 or some shit like that. I can't even remember when I was dating these two guys and I somehow thought that I was going to be able to maneuver through that journey. Somebody actually sent me a message and was like, well, why didn't you just continue with the relationship after you had sex with both of them at the same time? Why didn't it just progress further? 
And while that does sound like a happily ever after type moment, I wasn't really in that headspace way back then. Like, I don't think I had fully evolved to the current day Ronnie Washburn. And so therefore, like a three-way polyamorous relationship was definitely not something that I was interested in. It was almost as if the only reason why I went home with those two guys at the same time was because I was just there, caught, had a couple of drinks in me and just was like, what the fuck? What have I got to lose at this point? I will say this. It probably was top five hottest sexual encounters I've ever experienced of all time. I mean, for fuck's sake, I got a DP out of it. So there's that. But no, I don't think I was capable of being in a polyamorous relationship with these two guys, nor do I think I would still be in that with them today. And, you know, I don't really think they really anticipated it to end up the way that it ended up. And if you have any questions on like what the actual fuck it is that I'm talking about, go back into last week's episode entitled, Can You Date Two Guys at the Same Time and Find Out How My Fucking Life Just Always Turns Out and Why I Ended Up Just Going Home With Two Guys That I Was Trying To Date Separately, But Somehow They Both Found Out About Each Other And Not Only Found Out About Each Other, but we're also dating each other as well. And yes, as bizarre and crazy as that sounds, that is the underlying dynamic of what it means to be Ronnie Washburn. And just like, what happens to me in my life? Because back then, that's the last thing that I wanted to happen. Except for the double penetration part. (laughs) Uh, And you know, on that note, I will say this, it is kind of great to go through some of the old shit that I like have buried away in my like fucking notes app on my iPhone and find some of these really old fucking stories that I honestly would be totally embarrassed if like any one person read because I was, well, let's just say not quite the seasoned writer back then. This was like legitimately like fucking seven years-ish ago. And I have progressed so much that honestly, that's a big part of the reason why I took a lot of that shit down. And that blog is no longer in existence. But I will say this, it is really great to kind of go through and remember some of those fucking stories that I did experience way back in my gay walk of shame years. And I'm really excited to bring many of those stories to you revised and re-exposed, so to speak, in book form in my new upcoming book, Gay Walk of Shame, that I'm really just kind of fucking sailing through. And I just can't wait for that to be a thing. So stay tuned for that and more information on that journey coming soon. So fucking exciting. And I just can't wait to give you a just part two version of what it means to be this fucking hot ass mess that is Ronnie Washburn. And one last time before we segue into the rest of this week's expose, I just want to remind you that registration is still open for the AIDS life cycle. And if you are thinking about doing your very own AIDS life cycle journey, feel free to check out the website at AIDSLifeCycle.com. Org, or go to any one of my socials and check out the link in 
all of my bios, all of my websites, all of everything, and just do a simple part by just donating a little something to my specific AIDS life cycle journey. And just, you guys, please donate, donate, donate. It's such a fucking incredible cause. I have plugged this shit mercilessly on this show. And I just really, like, want you to donate to my AIDS life cycle journey. But also, if you have any further questions about making this a part of your own journey next year for 2023, feel free to go back through in my AIDS life cycle expose entitled episode 110, my AIDS life cycle journey, which by the way, just so happens because my hosting format just recently updated the analytics app. And it just so happens that that episode 110, my AIDS life cycle journey is the number one current trending episode in the entire My Gay Expose podcast world. So go back and listen through and find out why that is, or coincidentally just so happens to be, the top trending expose in my archives. And honestly, at the end of all of it, if that's just far too much information for you, just fucking forget all of it and just donate to my AIDS life cycle journey. So before we get my gay expose on this week's topic of conversation that just so happens to have that blood brotherhood because we've all had sex with each other at some point, somewhere, somehow, themed undertone. First, let's get your gay expose. And this week, the question was asked to a few of my friends, as well as you, the listeners. Take the five people that you would consider to be your closest friends. And out of those five friends, how many of them have you had sex with at least once? So let's get these responses now. Donovan says three. Michael says most of my closest friends are girls, so that means only one. Keshav says one of them. Jeff says, four out of five. Sergio says, if I were to choose five friends, then all five. Kelsey said, zero. No, wait, one. Yeah, that was a fun time. Porter says, what constitutes actual sex? If you're talking about anal, then two. But if you're talking about any other sort of sexual contact, then all of them. (laughs) Jason says 12. (laughs) I don't know if he's trying to make a joke or if he accidentally typed two but hit the one by mistake before the two. So it's either two or 12. Peter says, three of five. John says, three, but four if you consider my latest ex, which is now my best friend. Marvin says, 
two. Lee says, five. Jeff says, I think it's kind of crazy that you asked this question because I was just literally thinking last week, it's really bizarre that I've had sex with most of my close friends. And the weird part about all of it is, is that not one of us has ever brought that up in conversation, regardless of how much closer we all get. Edgar says, out of five friends, I'd say two. Uh, that I haven't had sex with, that is. Ben says, most, if not all, of my friends are just really guys that I've met on dating and or hookup apps, and they just organically evolved into friendships. And yes, if I had to guess, most I've had sex with at least once, if not multiple times each. Keith says, five. Jared says, four out of five. Brian says, all five. Kyle says, all five. <laughs> Not surprising at all. Jesse says, who hasn't slept with all of their friends? I mean, I haven't, sort of. <laughs> Allie says, zero. My top five friends are all women, and unfortunately, I'm not bi. Rob says, most of my friends are female, but of the gays, three. Michael number two says, I think that you already know the answer to this question. <laughs> yes, I definitely do. Michael number two is a fucking slut. And I'm pretty sure that he's had sex with all of his friends. And maybe has even tried, like, even after they became friends. <laughs> now, I picked this answer because I thought it was just a little bit more unique than any of the answers that I received this week. So Nathan answered on the Instagram page at exposing my gay as follows. I have slept with five of my close friends, but only three are gay men. Brayden says me, myself, and I also my left hand and my right hand. So that makes five total. Oh my God, I can't with this dumb bitch. <laughs> so stupid. Also, this is my one of my exes from my past. So we've definitely had sex and we're definitely friends. So I know at least one, but I really don't know what other of his friends he's had sex with because he doesn't really like tell me that kind of shit. He's weird like that. But also having sex okay so let's just say he's right-handed which i think he is how do you jerk off with your left hand because i know that i can't really jerk off with my right can you guys can you jerk off with your other hand because i can't uh i call bullshit kevin says whether boyfriend or just a friend i meet them all on grinder <laughs> This is so fucking true. Like, if you knew this fucking bitch, 
she really does just meet every single person that she interacts with on Grindr. I met him on Grindr, and he's a close friend of mine, and we've had sex. So there's that. <laughs> but literally, like, every boyfriend, every friendship, he can trace back to Grindr. I just, some people have that gift. I just... <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, I just called it. I knew how these answers were going to go this week. And as I expected, all of you really just have slept with most of your friends, if not all five of the friends that were asked of you this week. <laughs> and I just have to say, I really do truthfully feel that in the gay community, especially in bigger cities such as San Francisco, that this is a very real, normal, and common thing. This is a part of that cute little cozy San Francisco gay bubble of normalcy. It really is very that. And if you didn't get your answer read this week, don't worry. Just continue to follow on Instagram at Exposing My Gay. And remember, the funnier the answer, the more likely you'll be read live on the show. And now, let's get my gay expose. And you'll find out all the reasons why it really just is so fucking normal to have sex with all, if not some, of your gay friends at least once, if not more. All right, you guys, listen. I wanted to take this quick time out to ask you for a huge favor. I need all of you right now in this moment to go over to Apple Podcasts and click five stars. This helps us in the podcast world out so much more than you will ever know. It actually gets us to that trajectory that we're actually already on our way to just a little bit faster and it makes things start happening. I, I really just need your help. Please, if you wouldn't mind, just go to Apple Podcasts, click five stars. And if you don't want to click five stars, just, well, keep that click to yourself. <laughs> but you can also rate five stars on Spotify too. So wherever you listen to your podcasts, please, I need your help. Click five stars and allow my gay expose podcast to get to that next best thing. the deal. I kind of feel at this moment in today's gay society, or at least in my cute little cozy San Francisco gay bubble, it's really very normal to have sex with your friends. It, it, I would almost even go as far to say that it is kind of a common thing to extend sexual pleasures to each other as part of the friendship in some <laughs> regards. Like, I, I mean, listen, I have one specific Oh, I call him a friends with benefits, but we've been friends for fucking years. We've actually hung out multiple times in groups outside of the bedroom. And we hang out often, text each other regularly, all of it. And eh, we pretty much check in with each other every now and again. And if we haven't gotten off, we'll just check in with each other, go over to each other's houses and have sex. 
hot, passionate sex, and we're able to maintain that friendship. I would call him my friends with benefits, but really he's just a friend that I occasionally fuck. (laughs) But here's the deal, you guys. When you say that phrase, have you ever had sex with your friends? It sounds really bizarre and weird to say out loud, but truth be told, it's very normal. And I mean, if I were to sit here and tell you every single one of my close, tight-knit circle of friendships, one by one, most of them I've had sex with at least once, if not more. Most, you guys, most. Now, there's different, like, reasons I feel like this has become a common and normal thing in today's gay society. First and foremost, I feel, is the psychological aspect of, you know, All of us, for the most part, have had to, at one point in our lives, suppress our gayness and our feelings and our identities as gay men and individuals, like knowing when we're younger that we're gay and we like the same sex and all we want to do is lust after men. But like we know we're not supposed to because some of us might have actually been raised by Christian, Republican, conservative, God-fearing parents who just ignorantly looked the other way and pretended like they didn't know that your full-on feminine gayness wasn't there. And, you know, you go through most of your life pretending and playing a role and not knowing how to actually be a full-fledged, free, gay individual in today's society. And so because we go through the motions of suppressing most of that for most of our younger lives, once we finally come to terms with the fact that we can be as gay as we truly want to be, that we want to have sex with men and explore our sexuality and be gay, then when you start to create those gay friendships, suddenly you find yourself sometimes wanting to have sex with them and it becomes very normal. And I do feel the suppression and the friendship aspect like mingled together sort of makes it a little easier to actually occasionally have sex with a friend, don't you think? (laughs) Or at least that's how I'd like to play devil's advocate and play therapist and just say that that may be a reason why gay men have a very easy time hooking up and then being friends after, or being friends hooking up and still being friends, or being in romantic relationships, even going to the extent of two and a half years together, and then finally dissolving the relationship romantically and then just maintaining that friendship because you've grown so close to them and built such a bond. It's really kind of a waste to just throw all of that shit away because you can't make it work romantically. So all of these are really very true for me. And like I said before, if I were to sit here and think about my close, tight-knit circle of friendships, I've had sex with most of them. And I think that most of them all could probably say the same fucking thing. And as you heard in the Your Gay Expose segment, the vast majority of everybody who responded this week said that very thing. It's very normal. It's very common. So you can say that sentence out loud. Have you had sex with your friends? And as weird and as odd and as much as you may not want to answer that in the way that you actually have to, it's really very that. It's very normal, very common And you know, honestly, for me, in my experience, it's been mostly like drunk situations where 
you know, you're out with friends at a bar and you might go home with somebody who knows somebody in the group or introduces you for the first time and you just connect and hit it off and end up going home with each other. And sometimes you wake up the next day after sex and realize that you made either a mistake because you were so wasted or you just kind of like really hit it off in, you know, the idea of your personalities just getting along and jiving really well that you can't help but become friends. One of my most significant friendships that I've built here in San Francisco was a guy I met via Jacked shortly after my breakup that really just rendered that entire gay walk of shame time frame between like 2017 and like 2021, where it really was very, I was single, I was just fucking, I was deep in the threads of writing all of those fucking gay walk of shame blogs because it was really very that. And I met this guy on Jacked. We hit it off. It was very clear that we wanted to hang out. And I mean, I think we both kind of knew that we were going to have sex. But when I went over to his place initially and had sex with him, as I walked home, he like sent me a text basically professing that suddenly... He, like, he wanted to mention that he really liked me. He thought I was really cute. He had a great time. But he also wanted to just disclose and tell me that he wasn't really being very honest and that the guy that he initially told me was his roommate who just so happened to be out of town in that moment was actually his partner of like 15 years. And they were together. And they weren't open. They were strictly monogamous. And my jaw just kind of dropped to the floor, not really understanding what just happened in that moment. And, you know, we actually had sex about five or six more times before his boyfriend came home from his trip. They ended up breaking things off and him and I ended up just sort of transitioning into a friendship. We stopped sleeping together. We just like went out together, got wasted together, had a great fucking time together and just really just explored our single San Francisco lives together. And most and many of my gay walk of shame stories are from those moments out with this very friend and, you know, ended up going home with someone when he and I went out together and vice versa. And it just, we, even to this day, are still so close and very much watching each other grow and flourish. And we've been friends for fucking years. And it's just really kind of one of those random moments that I just went over to this guy's place to have sex. We had sex a few times. And then suddenly it just sort of shifted into a friendship. And it was just more like an unspoken thing that just sort of happened versus actually having like an actual verbal discussion about it. It just sort of transitioned into us just going out together, having a blast together and just being super good friends and like partners in crime together. That's just really what it became, you know, and two of my San Francisco long-term relationships here in the city, I actually have considered to be like my close friendships. One, I'm going to work the world with like next week because he is, you know, we've been such good friends since it's almost been a year since we broke things off. You know, it, it just, it's, I think it takes a lot of personality to actually kind of separate the idea that you were once something. It didn't work out. And you just sort of mentally check your brain into that like new little compartment where you have to just understand that that is just 
such a valuable person in your life and you just really have to make sure that they stay and remain in your life because they are such an amazing individual. And yes, shit didn't work out romantically, but you can still maintain a friendship. And that is honestly so fucking valuable to me. My other boyfriend of a year before I started my slutty single gay walk of shame years was, is, was, is actually the person I have on all of my fucking emergency contact bullshit. He is probably one of my best friends and it wouldn't have been like that if we didn't date for a year and get to know each other. So shit like this is totally possible on a side expose. My best girlfriend in the world has questioned this action so many times throughout my life because she's literally seen me through every single fucking gay relationship that I've ever had from Sacramento all the way through to San Francisco. And she just doesn't understand that ever since I moved to SF that I'm able to get into these long-term relationships that last sometimes up to two years. And then once things end, I'm able to just maintain my friendship with them. And she just doesn't get it. She doesn't understand it, but it's a thing. It's very much a thing. And so, you know, it's, I feel like a lot of gays, especially in bigger cities with larger gay communities, do just exactly the same fucking thing. I mean, am I wrong? (laughs) Please let me know what you think about all of this. But on that note, with hookups, when you just have that random fucking hookup and you just go over to that guy's place and you guys bang it out and then afterwards you kind of just get to talking as you're getting dressed and shit and like wiping the cum off your body and then suddenly realize that this person's really fucking cool and then suddenly realize that he sort of runs into some of the same circles as some of your other friends and then you just suddenly find yourself becoming really close to them and then you're friends with them and then everything just goes from there. So many of my friends currently were just that one random hookup that I never expected to become a friendship, but has really blossomed into some of the most valuable relationships in my fucking life. So on that note, since we're talking about sleeping with your friends, one of the most recent things that has sort of been brought to my attention is the idea of like, actually, let's just say, for example, and this has happened so many times with my close tight-knit circle of friendships where you go to like say a house party or you go out and meet a circle of friends at a bar and there's multiple people and you don't know some of the people that they are with and that person's with and whatever and you get introduced to everybody and you sit there and you kind of like whisper back and forth to your friend and be like yep I slept with him yep I slept with him yeah I've slept with I actually have a friend who it was a game where we would go to house parties like this and we would find whoever had the most people that they hooked up with at that fucking party would actually have to buy the next round of drinks the next time we went out. Like that was actually a thing we did. And it was very common and very normal. And very often, most of us got more than five individuals in any one given said party. It was very that. But you guys, I have to say something that really just sort of makes me feel like we're all kind of sleeping with the same people in these larger gay communities because they're really not that large and the gay community is a little bit smaller than I think we all think and we're all fucking each other we're all sleeping together we're all having sex and nothing really brought that into my like viewpoint or frame of thinking until I started doing research for an upcoming episode that will be debuting in the near future where I actually just 
went through the motions of picking a few specific OnlyFans or guys that do OnlyFans, mostly on the amateur realm of things, because I'm doing this whole study based on the idea that regular produced production style porn is sort of going away. And more and more people are actually getting into that OnlyFans gig and trying their very best to do their own shit and make their own money off sex and porn and movies and videos and photos and etc. and all of it. And so I stumbled upon a few different OnlyFans guys, a couple of which are in the San Francisco area. And you guys, I am jaw dropped to the fucking floor. How many of these guys are regularly getting most likely from Grinder guys to come and have sex to film with for their OnlyFans productions. And I know these guys. I've met these guys. I've even had sex with some of these guys. Or they're just people I've met through friends and realized like, oh my God, that's so-and-so. It is beyond unfucking real And I'll go into more of that in detail in that specific expose. But, you know, it really is just that one big gay blood brotherhood. Like, we're all fucking each other. We're all having sex. We're all linked via liquid (laughs) body fluids, all of it. Like, it's all very much that thing. So when I ask you the next time, you know, we have a conversation, if you've had sex with your friends, think again and think, even if you haven't actually had sexual relations with that one specific friend, how many people have you had sex with and have they had sex with that you have in common. Think about that for a moment. So what do we learn today, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, gays and straights, tops, or bottoms, gender fluid and non-binary, bisexuals and lesbians, transgender, and questioning? Well, I'd like to think we learned a whole hell of a lot. We learned that it is so very normal to have sex with your friends when you're gay and, well, they're gay too. (laughs) We learned that straights might not fully understand this entire concept, and if you don't and you consider yourself to be straight. Just put yourself in our gay shoes for just a moment and understand that all we really want in this world is dick and wherever we get it, that's just where we get it. It's as simple as that. (laughs) Uh, We also learned that whether it be a drunken stupor, whether it be a random hookup, that somehow your personalities just click and you somehow develop into that future friendship, or whether it's a long-term relationship that ends up ending, but you still somehow maintain said friendship, there's really so many different ways that you can actually be friends with people that you've had sex with. And I just want to hear from you, the listeners, what you think about this topic of conversation. Because once again, I fully understand that I am in my cute little cozy San Francisco gay bubble. And this might be a little bit more normal than wherever it is that you live. And honestly, I just want to hear from you and tell me what you think about this. Call in the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline at 415 501 
It's 415-501-0401. Call in, leave a message, and tell me out of all of your five best friends, how many have you had sex with? (laughs) And with that, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Click five stars, follow on Spotify, and don't forget to turn on those notifications so that you can catch wind of each and every episode of my Gay Expose podcast right when it drops. Follow on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Exposing My Gay. And don't forget to check the latest piece of the My Gay Expose podcast puzzle, the official website at MyGayExposePodcast.com. And there you'll actually find a way to donate to my AIDS life cycle. Please, please donate to my AIDS life cycle journey. All the proceeds go to help any individual in need of the necessary resources to maneuver through HIV prep, any of it, just do it. It's the most amazing fucking cause that I've ever encountered in my life. And don't forget to join us next week for another messy, salacious, and relatable episode with me exposing my gay. I'm Ronnie Washburn, and I will actually sleep with you and then call you friend next time. Expose has been brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Want to know more? Go to bossypowerbottom.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with Bossy Power Bottom Productions.